hot chocolate and a lovely breakfast with your wife or breakfast with your lovely wife and hot chocolate. Very cool. I love it. Welcome to the Roleplay Rescue Game Master's Journal. My name is Che Webster and I'll be taking you behind the scenes of my own Game Master journey. Each journal episode features my audio notes recorded here and there over the weeks between my regular gaming sessions. It's a pretty candid snapshot of my inner life as a gamer, so you have been warned. Game on. It's Sunday afternoon and I'm deciding to do a bit of soloing. Going to try and play with some GURPS Dungeon Fantasy. Um, and I have an idea for a barbarian type character. Um, I'm going to put him in my Kovnir up in the somewhere in the frozen north. And I'm going to just see if I can get my head around how this plays. I figure that the power level of GURPS Dungeon Fantasy default at 250 point characters which in D&D terms is probably near a 5th, 8th level, I'm told. And that might be appropriate for what would be essentially low-level adventuring with a single character. So I'm going to test that hypothesis and uh, see how that feels. But yeah, I also want to try out some other tools. So I'm going to um, hop online and um, I'm just, uh, just typing in, actually, to go to... So I'm going to rpgsolo.com, which um, I don't know if you remember, I had a call in back in, I don't know, season two, I think, from somebody uh, telling me all about it. And I forgive me for forgetting your name, but it's uh, basically a website that allows you to play solo. Um, and it deals with two things which might be useful to me. One of them is that I can um, create a log of my game. Um, you're able to type in kind of what's going on in terms of your fiction and then when you do roles for things I'm going to use a mythic engine part of this when you use the roles for like getting a response to a question or whatever um, it uses random tables that are based on the mythic role playing game or several others in fact um, and I think that might prove useful so I'm going to have a go with that today and see if I can get a, a written log of my gaming in a way that's a little easier than when I try and do it myself manually um, using Word or something like that, or as I have done in the past, using um, Scrivener. So, yeah. Um, good old Kenny. I'm going to go with Kenny. So, GURPS, Dungeon Fantasy and me are going to collaborate today, try and tell a fantasy story set in a lower tech part of my fantasy world for my Kovnia. And I do think very much I'm looking for a dungeon. I'm probably going to be having some wilderness fun leading to an entrance to what I hope will be the Underfell. The Underfell being the endless mega dungeon that kind of lies beneath. Alright, quick update. I've just been, it's been about maybe a couple of hours I suppose, building my character. Probably longer than I would have normally done. But um, 
Yeah, it's quite interesting. I've built a character called Canis Wolfriend, who is a barbarian, using the GURPS Dungeon Fantasy Adventurers templates. So he's a barbarian. And I've been using uh, GURPS Character System 4, which I guess is part of the um, learning curve for me. He um, is built using uh, that, and you know, there's been a bit of a... I've used it before, but it's a bit of a learning curve in terms of working out how things go and building actual templates and stuff. Um, well, not so much building as using the <laughs> templates. Um, so, yeah, it's been kind of fun. And um, I'm just kind of... I suppose I've got a bit of time here trying to get a character sheet to print off. Although it occurs to me, because I'm going to be using... Um, RPG Solo, and it's a digital tool using my laptop, I can really pretty much access GURPS character system on the computer anyway, so I don't really need to print the sheet. It's just a matter of, I like printing sheets. Anywho, um, I think I'm ready to play. I'm going to sort of dive in, really, and see how GURPS plays. Yeah. Happy with the character, really like the idea. Um, Kind of coming from the frozen north, I think I wrote, farther to the north in the forest, in the forested coniferous wilderland, is found a people who have survived ever since the fall. To their southern brethren, they would be considered barbarians, but in that trackless forest, these people live close to the land. Hunters and farmers huddle for safety against the fierce tooth and claw of the wilderland. Their communities are independent, and few would wander far from the immediate vicinity of their home village, and yet. In every generation, there arise men and women who leave their villages and go out into the wild seeking knowledge and wealth. Game on. Right then, well, that was pretty cool. I spent, I don't know, a couple of hours running through a scenario. Um, Canis Wolfriend, travelling back from a hunt, getting ambushed by a group of goblins who were kind of worried he was a bit too close to their lair. And it was, you know... More than a normal fight, I guess. It was kind of interesting and cool. And, yeah, it just gave me a run-through of GURPS as a game, I suppose. What I realised is there's a lot of stuff just sort of built into the game that really helps solo play. For, for example, the reaction table, the reaction rolls in the game actually work pretty well. Um, and I also like the quick contest thing, so you can resolve quite a few things, like, you know, do the goblin spot you kind of thing with quick contest quick like opposed roles something i hadn't really clocked as a rule and uh, it's good to good to come across really so yeah i had a good time it's time for tea i'm going to um join deb for that and uh hmm much to think about kind of want to run a proper dungeon adventure now Hi Jay, it's Rob from Manchester again, pulling a Jackson, uh, just to finish off my message really. Um, yeah, so basically Numenera, what I really wanted to get over, does let you do so much, but it is a very Marmite system. I know a lot of people don't like it, as you mentioned with your group on the latest um, GM's journal. I find it great just to be able to let your imagination go, but mechanically it's very light, so maybe not the best thing for everyone and yeah you're always welcome up in manchester for a game uh thanks very much for the podcast and keep it going hey rob from manchester thanks for calling back in man it's great to hear from you thanks for just doing that second message and 
yeah, Numenera, what's not to like? I, I, I love the setting. Uh, I like the game engine, actually. It's not bad at all. It's just, I don't know. Um, I think sometimes people struggle with a game that's tied to its setting. I think, for me, the big daunting thing about a setting like Numenera is just the sheer richness of it, really, the sheer amount I'm going to have to read. Um, to actually sort of feel like I I understand it and I can run it, um, and that's a barrier, I guess. But hey, you know, you guys seem to be having a good time, and uh, yeah, um, if I'm up in Manchester, which doesn't seem terribly likely in the near future, but if I am, I will certainly let you know because having a game would be good fun. Thanks again for calling in. Great to hear from you, Rob. All the best. It's a Tuesday morning and um, I really should be at home working on the project ahead of school but it's absolutely pissing down with rain and so I took Deb to work um, so she didn't get soaked getting across to the tram and um, yeah so I'm, I'm at work like 20 minutes early uh, then the doors open but hey I'm feeling good um, guys we just had a 20th Patreon um, another patron has signed up amazing new shield bearer um, and that brings us to 20, which means that I now have the task of writing and producing a bonus episode on gaming with teenagers, which is the goal on, on Patreon. And I just want to say thank you uh, to everybody who's a patron and has actually got us this far. And I guess, you know, guys, if we, we get this bonus and it considered it to be any good, you have the patrons to thank for that, because that's an episode that um, I wouldn't be doing without their support. So I just wanted to sort of call that out and say, yay, it's so cool. It's really nice to have the support. And um, just hope we can hold it there and then push on to the next one, um, which is, you know, a serum, at least one episode, perhaps a series on running clubs in schools, which obviously is a teacher specialism, but that's the one at 30 patrons. So oh, I just want to say thank you, everybody. It's awesome. Game on. Right, I just had the best session with the school kids. They started, finally we started playing in Grimsfort and they're investigating an apparent murder. And we just had a great session. It's been really good fun. And they got into a bit of an altercation with um, a seemingly uh, undead assailant. Um, it's been good fun. They've kind of left the scene of a murder um, and they've left a witness behind, and there's a strong possibility that they're gonna get like blamed for a murder that actually isn't their fault, um, which is really, really cool. Anyway, they, one of the party went down in a fight, the others kind of managed to be victorious. They've gathered some evidence from the scene, and they've retreated to the inn. It's night, they're gonna try and put together a plan, and it was a really good session. Oh yeah. Hey Che, I really enjoyed listening to your fight with the goblins. Bit of live rolling. I think that's about my favourite thing that can happen in a podcast. Um, so I thought, I thought of wading in, maybe even doing my own and going, look Che, look how much easier this would have been with Savage Worlds. Look how many more goblins you could have thrown in and handled it all much quicker. But I have to say I agree with you. It was, it was pretty thrilling. I don't know though with GURPS. I've played it. And I have found the combat's quite thrilling. I'm happy to play GURPS if there's a GM that can handle all the crunch, but I don't know, running it as a GM, there's too much going on for me, too fiddly. Anyway, I really enjoyed the goblins. Uh, catch you soon.
You know, it's Wednesday and I'm just sort of all over the place today, various projects and meetings and stuff that are going on. And and yeah, you know, when you get a moment to breathe and you get messages, I just had a message from Rob and another one from Dave Aldridge there. And it just really made me feel positive. It really made me feel good. And uh, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who calls in because I think it's the best thing about this whole Anchorite community and the whole podcasting thing in general. I have yet really to have had any kind of negative call in. Um, sometimes people are concerned about something or disagree with you about something, but generally speaking, it's dead positive. I mean, I miss that in the wider world, you know, that there is a huge negativity bias, and, and I love it that in this community, there's almost like a positivity bias, that we want to kind of say good things, and we want to support each other, and we want to you know, shout out all the good stuff that we're enjoying. So thanks guys for calling in and thank you generally to everyone who's listening and just kind of please keep the positivity going because I really need it. I really do. The rule of three, the clue of three, back when I wrote fiction because that's where I started, back when the land was flat. That's that we had to do that. That was part of our homework was to add three clues in. And as far as having the ending first, the kids book that I wrote, I, when I was writing it, I knew what I wanted to do. And then at some point the ending hit me and I knew where I knew what the last scene, I could see the last scene in my head. And so the rest of the book just kind of wrote to get to that point. And I think there's something fantastic about knowing where we're going whether you're writing an rpg a kid's book or whatever just that having that place to go and be like all right i'm gonna get there and and it's a whole lot of fun i love it okay good podcast with scout you see what i mean you just get so many great call-ins um dave aldridge there calling from deeper centile podcast thanks dave um probably would be easy with savage world you know <laughs> And then Ivy, the Happy Whisk, calling from the Happy Whisk podcast. And Ivy, thank you so much for, yeah, sharing that insight that, yeah, you kind of need to know where you're going, don't you? The Angry GM talks about it a lot. It talks about, like, at least having in your head the final scene. Um, and then working out how that might play out, like um, just having two alternatives, the success outcome and the failure outcome, at least roughly in your head. And I just think it really does help if you're if you're writing something. So sort of know where you're going. Like a compass. But hey, so much positivity this week. So much stuff coming from you guys. Thank you so much for calling. And I uh, I, just, I can't express just how much it makes a difference. Especially when the week's been rubbish. Hey, it's Friday morning and I realised that I've pretty much not done much in the way of um, game login this week. Like kind of talking journal. But there are a couple of developments that are going on that are kind of cool. Um, so first of all, I guess most importantly, um, tonight I have a game, uh, a Friday night game. The guys uh, played Cthulhu last Friday, and they decided they wanted to finish that adventure. There's probably about, I guess, a half to a full session worth of stuff to do. Um, I think they'll blast through it quite quickly, personally. But hey, they wanted to finish the story, which is great. So they're getting together tonight, and... Wow, you know, we like played two weeks in a row. It is going to be our last um, session before the holiday, and we won't be gaming again until September by the looks of it. But um, yeah, I'm excited about that. So last night I sat down um, after I'd finished my project work. I sat down and um, 
read through the remainder or reread more precisely through the remainder of the adventure so I remind myself which is cool um, and overall you know I've been quite impressed with Call of Cthulhu and the star set adventures they are a wee bit linear um, but actually they're, they're sort of they're sort of a halfway between a plotted and a node based design and I think kind of got the idea that if I was going to play a long term game I might take adventures written by um, Chaosium or produced by Chaosium and then just sort of slightly tweak them so that they fit a node based design much more closely but anyway other than that it's been really good and I've enjoyed it and they've been enjoying it and I kind of suspect that they're a little bit hooked actually but we'll see second big development is that I'm back on Rollgate um, if you don't know Rollgate it's the play by text or play by message gaming platform it's been developing over the last two or three years really well um, I've not been on it for ages actually. Derek and I had a game back in one November time, end of November, start of December. So it's been a good six months. I went on loads of change. Um, but I invited Spencer um, of Keep Off the Board Again's podcast fame, um, also known as Free Thrall. I invited Spencer and Derek to have a game and we sort of had a chat and they decided they are happy to play in my fantasy world for my Kovnia and even we're going to try using Carlson Crusades. So I'm starting a new game. It's been a bit difficult. They've been doing their characters over the last couple of days. It's going to be slow. It's going to be you know a message or two a day max because of the workload. All of us really, but um, it's nice. I think I'm looking forward to that. I think I'm really excited about just having a slow burning game going through the summer, which will be great. Um, so there, yeah, going to stick them in Grimm's Fort and let them have a go. So that's the second big development. And the third thing in my mind is just about income, actually, I and money in my world. And I realised that, you know, as I change system, I always end up changing the economics because I want to, I use the economics from which of a game I'm using, and it just bugs the heck out of me. And I know this is going to be really stupidly obvious to everybody else in the world because now I thought of it, it's obvious. But I need to create my own monetary system for the world I have and then not worry about it because when characters are created, yes, they can use the default stuff in the game books and they can use the money system in the game books to buy their gear. Once they arrive in the world, then the world's economic system is there, you know, the, the way in which coins are available. And I want to take a leaf out of the book of um, David Hargrave in Arduin. Each nation has its own monetary system pretty much as is in the real world and I like that I like that there are lots of different coins and there are different coins from different eras and I kind of want to do that I want to build that level of verisimilitude into my setting over time and that means I kind of need to just abandon um, a single kind of approach a very simple approach if you like um, I don't want it to be complicated um, but I I do want it to be variable. I want there to be a sense that when you go... I mean, it's always, for me, a long while now I've been playing where when you go to different places, the economics of that place determine what's available and what isn't. And you know, I don't overcomplicate that. I don't have huge spreadsheets, although tempting. Um, but I, I just have kind of a sense of what's going on. I did actually build a big spreadsheet for um, when I was playing Classic Fantasy for this, and it was really cool. So maybe it is actually time to dig that out. I don't know. Um... But anyway, yeah, just economics. I just kind of thought there's no problem in, is there really? Yeah, guys, characters, credit characters, use whatever economic systems in the basic core game. As long as they're aware that once they go in the world, 
they may not be able to buy stuff or not everything and it certainly might not cost the same that's fine because in the end a lot of times it's given some starting money and the economics for the system in the game suits that and then from there you move on and that just gives me all this flexibility anyway rambling and I guess that is really obvious isn't it <laughs> anyway three thoughts for Friday morning so Friday night just finished gaming with the guys it's Cthulhu night and we finished the adventure second adventure from the starter set which involved the banishment of the lurker in the attic um it's good fun Ian unfortunately is the illness in the family so he had to stay home and couldn't make it but Dave and Andy came over and completed the adventure and I think they had a good time. We played for a couple of hours, um, finishing now just a little after 10 o'clock. Um, and yeah, it was good fun. Kind of fun to run. I was very uncertain about how the ritual bit of it and the kind of this whole kind of exorcism they have to do. And um, I was kind of worried about how that would go. But it apparently, by all accounts, the sort of steps of that and the building of tension in that worked quite well. So... It was kind of fun, a few unexpected things for them, and they seem to have had a good time. So that's our last session now until September, when we start our Castles and Crusades uh, game in Mycovnia, my fantasy world. And yeah, it sounds good. It looks like we may have tempted Dave back to the table on a more permanent basis. So I'm really looking forward to starting. Um, and obviously now, between now and then, I've got a sandbox to finish building, really. Um, good fun. Um, we did experience for their characters they've all kind of like um, improved the skills and bits and pieces as you do in Cthulhu and those characters I guess are there and ready to go there's a third adventure in the box so should we want to play it it's there um, and yeah I feel positive about Call of Cthulhu I feel like I could enjoy running and playing that actually I really think it's a good game and I'm partly kind of kicking myself for not trying it earlier i'm not in the past i've allowed myself to be a player but i've never really tried running it and um kind of having played a couple of games and sort of slightly kicking myself for that i think it's a style of play and a, and a type of play that i've kind of missed out on so i'm going to dig a bit more into mystery building i've been doing a bit more of that recently and as if you've been listening regularly you know i've sort of built my very first mystery adventures i want to do a few more actually i really enjoyed it try and learn from some of that and I also think there are numbers of elements of mythos I'm now starting to see why people bring the mythos into other games really why it seems to permeate everything because there's a lot of fun elements and fun tropes to play with so I'd like to do a bit of that as well yeah good times and just tired after a long week really starting the Rollgate game properly hopefully tomorrow I'll be able to make my first posts on that I'm looking forward to that and I'm hoping that Derek and Spencer will enjoy the game. Um, it'll obviously be very slow paced, but it, it, it you know it's good. It's another gaming outlet and it's something to keep ticking over as I go through the summer. So we've got about three weeks or so left at school, three and a half weeks. A um, couple of sessions in that time, hopefully on Tuesday night with the kids. So I'm looking forward to playing that. Rollgate ongoing and build a sandbox for September. Game on. That's it for another GM's Journal episode. As always, please let me know what you think and drop me an anchor voice message to share your response. 
My goal is to create a community of discovery about role-playing games in which you can feel accepted, whether as a player or as a game master. Come and join the conversation. In the meantime, all that's left is to wish you a fond farewell and all the best at your gaming table. My name is Che Webster, and this has been a Roleplay Rescue GM's Journal episode. See you again on the flip side. Game on. Hey Che, your timing is impeccable, sir. Um, I have been using Rollgate um, for uh, uh, several weeks now, and but um, the game I was in in the just over the past few days appears to have ground to a halt. I'm hoping things pick up again, but uh, there hasn't been any kind of movement for a while there. Uh, I would love to uh, join um, in whatever you were doing. That'd be fantastic. Um, I'm still something of a novice. Uh, we've been using the the game I was involved in was using the uh, Rhesus, um rules, but there hasn't been a lot of rolling involved. So I'm still very much a novice as far as that end of things is concerned. But I'm sure I'll pick that up soon enough. But uh, yeah, that would be great. Thanks for the offer, and just uh, let me know when you uh, start.